This is a podcast about pleasure. Where do you find pleasure in your life? What do you do that makes you feel good? The, you know, sweet, nice stuff like going horseback riding and the naughty stuff like cowgirl riding. Pleasure is anything that you want it to be. And I really, I feel like one of my life's missions is to make sure everybody gives themselves permission to feel good. I am Nicole Perkins. Thank you so much for joining me. This is, this is good for you. When I was a little girl, I used to love to dance. I wanted to be a dancer. Nobody knows this, okay? This is a secret between me and you, okay, dear listener. But my mother will tell you all about the leg warmers that I used to wear. I had a pair of pink ones. I had a pair of beige ones. I was doing a flash dance when I was like six years old or something. I don't know, but I loved to dance. I didn't take any classes or anything like that. I was a little, you know, too intimidated, but I wanted to be a dancer. I stopped dancing so much, even like going to clubs and parties and stuff like that, because, you know, my friends would like tease me about the faces that I made. And I guess I was like really intense. And I started to feel very self-conscious about the faces that I made, you know, because I was like, oh, I don't want anybody looking at me while I'm in this moment. You know, I'd be in the zone. And then I look up and my friends were like fucking with me. And I'm like, oh, I was feeling so good. And now I feel like shit. Fuck y'all. And so I just stopped dancing. Right. All of that is pretty much how I feel about riding, <laughs> being on top during sex. Like, it feels so amazing. And then I'm like, oh, shit, am I making a terrible face? Is my stomach all folded over? Are my knees cracking? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I got to get off this dick. When I'm on top, I just feel so, so self-conscious, especially as I got older and my body started to change and things just weren't where they used to be or there was more stuff where not a lot used to be. And I was just like, this can't be sexy to look at, right? Like, no. So I would do this thing where instead of like riding, facing my partner, you know, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, I would just like, ooh, this is so much fun. Let me turn around and ride. So you're just looking at my butt. (laughs) And that's how I would like get away from that. Or I like fake it and be like, oh, yeah, this was really great. I should get off now. But it bothered me. It bothered me that I was faking this pleasure. It bothered me that I was so self-conscious that I was taking myself out of this moment because I really fucking enjoy sex. Like it is. mm. Now I am a single person living alone. I am, you know, fairly sexually active. I like to enjoy myself. But clearly lockdown has put a damper on all of that. It is a small, small thing in the grand scheme of everything that's going on right now. But, you know, in the middle of planning self-care, I was like, huh, maybe this would be a good time for me to get my groove back and learn how to ride again. 
you know, I'm looking at Megan Thee Stallion on Instagram and all her videos and her knees are fucking titanium or something. I don't know. And I'm just like, oh, I remember being young and flexible and bendy and hot. Can I get bendy and hot again? So I decided I am going to try to get my knees back. I am going to try to like ride it to the top of my tippy toes, as Megan says. And when we come out of this pandemic and I am finally like back in the saddle, so to speak, (laughs) I want to ruin somebody's life. And I think the best way for me to ruin somebody's life is to know how to ride him, drain him dry, look him in his eye. Like, yeah, bitch, I got you. So I decided to go to a pleasure coach named Tayomi Morgan. My name is Tayomi. I'm known as Glamazon Tayomi. I have been a sex blogger since 2011 when I started my blog, Glamorotica101.com, and its accompanying YouTube channel, Glamorotica101. And I lead digital courses online as well as in person. With the pandemic, I haven't really been doing as many online courses, but I lead group classes and also coach people one-on-one, whether they are single or partnered up with a partner. And I also... I'm a, an erotic content creator. I am the seminar coordinator for the Exotica Expo, which is the largest event dedicated to love and sex in the U.S. And I am a former contributing writer to Ebony.com, Ebony Magazine, BlackDoctor.org. And I frequently contribute my sex advice to platforms all over the internet, from Huffington Post to Essence.com, Cosmopolitan, Magazine, you name it, I've probably been there. Um, But my main focus has been empowering women and female sexuality because I feel like women are the torchbearers of sex and also women have traditionally been shut down and shut out of sexual conversations. And so I feel that it is my mission to empower women all over the world And I'm also the creator of the Cowgirl Workout, the only workout in the world that teaches women how to ride. So I really love what I do. I'm 10 years in and I still feel like I have so much more work to do. I love it. Um, So I wanted to talk to you today about that Cowgirl Workout. But before we get into that, um, could you talk a little bit more about when did you realize that teaching people, uh, especially women, was part of your life's mission and life's calling? I realized that teaching people was a part of my life's calling very early on in in my life. I've always been a leader. I've always been one to kind of give people advice or people would come to me asking me for advice. I mean, even adults. I'm an old soul empath. You know, I know things that are kind of like beyond my time, beyond my age. And so I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I just didn't know what kind of teacher. And so... Writing is like my first love. So the writing brought me into this space of educating through the writing. And then it was like immediately after I started my blog in 2011, I was already getting hit up for radio shows and I just started jumping in and spreading this information. And it came from me just doing the research and knowing that there needed to be 
a voice coming from a Black woman. You know, I observed in doing my research that like white women have so many spaces to express themselves and receive sexual information. And so I just didn't see spaces where Black women were allowed to receive information or even engage with someone who they can look at as like a sister or like a friend. And so that's why I initially created Glamorotica101.com. And, you know, there are women in this world that have it all. They have the job, they have the career, they have the children, they have the partner, they have the home, they have all these things, but they're so miserable in their sex lives. And so this is where I come in and I paint the picture for them to make it look simple, you know, and make it feel easy as far as going through the process of embracing. And um, I just, I love what I do. The feedback that I get from my clients, it just, it keeps me going. That's amazing. You cover so many different topics from, you know, how to kiss to the best positions for your first time to things like how to deal with premature ejaculation. What are some of the topics that are your most requested from people who are searching for information about sex? I would definitely say orgasm. And that's primarily from women or people who identify as women. There is an orgasm gap because men traditionally are always going to get theirs. Women, especially in heteronormative relationships, they're not necessarily going to orgasm every time. And so there are people, women who have had children, like multiple children, and they've never had an orgasm. And so that's one of the like major areas of concern that I'm approached with when it comes to women. And then for men, it's always around lasting longer and their size. I think that their consumption of pornography and the act of comparison and comparing themselves to what they see on screen causes them to deal with body dysmorphia or body image issues. And that's, I think, a topic that's not spoken about very openly when it comes to men, but it's such a common thing that I get with them. And, and honestly, heterosexual men, a lot of them do want to satisfy and please their female partners. They just don't know how to bring down their ego to ask for help. And then, of course, when it comes to anything, like in general, I would say technique overall, whether that's riding dick, sucking dick, eating pussy. Can I even say these words on here? Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. You can curse. You can say everything. All right. <laughs> but like the mechanics of sex, you know, like the actual application, what do you do with your hands, your body, your mouth? And then how do you connect and then make that land so that both people are having an amazing experience and actually experiencing orgasms. And then the last one um, is like a disparity in libido or desire between partners. So there's one partner, whether it's the man, the woman, or a non-gender person approaching, and they want to know how to get their partner on board to just being more open and exploring and having more fun with sex. And that's never just a straightforward answer. You know, it's not just like I can mention one thing and then it's going to change everything. Typically, if there's a lack of desire, there's something else going on underneath the surface that just simply buying a toy or taking the class won't remedy in itself if you're only focused on technique and you're not focused on what the underlying cause of um, the dissatisfaction or the lack of desire is. So those are like the top four, I would say, areas that most people would reach out to me about. Well, you've got the cowgirl workout. So I think that means that there are a lot of people who are out there who want to learn how to ride dick better. <laughs> and I know just from like 
the things that I see on the internet, all the different memes and the things that, you know, me and my girlfriends joke about, like writing is stressful. Why do you think people see riding dick as such a stressful and overwhelming position for them to conquer? There are a few reasons. The first reason is because women are not typically encouraged or required to put in action in sex. Women are used to being passive and on the receiving end and on the bottom. And so then when it's time for them to get on top, this is the other issue. They have the spotlight and now it's a power dynamic shift where now she or they are in control of the dynamic of sex. So the speed, the tenacity, the depth. And for some women, they don't have the confidence to get up there and actually take control because they're so focused on, I just got to please this man. Instead of really focusing on, and this is another issue, pleasing herself first and feeling empowered enough to say, I can take control in this moment. This is okay for me to do. And I know what I'm doing. That's the fourth thing. Most women don't know the actual technique. Watching pornography, you're just going to see a bunch of like fast paced movements. You're going to see a bunch of bouncing up and down. And if you're not in shape, and that's the fifth thing, in shape doesn't mean being a specific size. It means the muscles that you use to engage in this actual movement are strengthened enough for you to support your body weight, leverage your body weight and isolate your hips to actually stroke. So this idea that you're riding, you know, like riding a pony, a bike or whatever causes women to scoot. And plus women are just like sitting all their weight down when they get up there because they have weak core muscles, hip flexors are tight, quads and hamstrings are weak. And for women that have had pelvic injuries or knee injuries or experienced osteoarthritis or any conditions like that, some of those conditions can definitely make riding harder or even a position to avoid altogether. But for the most part, Women around the world just don't know what they're doing because there has not traditionally been a course or even a book or anything to teach women how to do it. So I created a YouTube video back in 2014 based on the high demand of women from all around the world who would watch my sex position tutorials on YouTube and say, oh, these sex positions on top for women are great, but what do we do when we're up there? And so I made a total of like four videos at this point demonstrated different things. One of my videos, it's like how to ride part two has gone viral like dozens of times on the internet, remixed and everything. <laughs> um, and even yet and still in 2021, I literally have the only program that's actually training women on the technique on strengthening the muscles necessary to actually build stamina. That's another issue. It's like you get up there and even if you have the strength for 30 seconds, you're like, okay. And then once that minute mark hits, you're ready to get off because you're tired. <laughs> so I build strength, I build stamina, and I build flexibility because those are the three pillars that I have identified of riding that will actually help a, a woman be successful in reaching an orgasm and snatching his soul. And I, and I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, I'm training you to be an assassin. So you don't have to be up there for any longer than like your favorite three minute song. But I'm training you so that you could be up there for 10 minutes if you wanted to, but you don't have to. So I've been teaching this hands-on, like one-on-one or in group coaching settings since 2016. So over the last five years that I've taught this to women all around the world and, and even those on YouTube who watched the video and they've gotten it and they're like, okay, I can do this. 
and it's created babies and it's formed marriages and all of that. And I'm just like, wow, this is great. So I always encourage women. I'm like, listen, please don't let your size be the reason why you think you can't come over here and get this work in. Because a lot of my clients are larger women. I'm a larger woman. I've been a size 12 for most of my life from five, 10 and a quarter. So I've always had thick thighs, I've always had butt, you know what I mean? And a lot of larger women use the reason of they, of, of having a larger body as the reason why they can't get on top where they just can't do the work. So I, I'm proud to say I have trained many a woman who is 20 plus in size. Yeah. So that's one of my issues, even though I talk about desire and it's very important to me that women express their desires and what they're looking for. I know that writing, I would say maybe in the last 10 to 15 years of my sex life has changed as my body has changed. The way that I approach writing has changed because I am now, you know, a thick snack and I love a skinny man. I look (laughs) skinny dudes. I I love them so much, but I get very self-conscious. And even though I have no problem expressing what I want in bed and I am very passionate, it's just something about getting on top. I do not have Megan Thee Stallion's vibranium knees. But so what (laughs) I found is that I do reverse cowgirl. So they're not looking at me. I think I also get like, overwhelmed by the performance of riding, right? Like I'm supposed to be putting on a show when really I just want us both to get ours, you know? So how can I move past the fear of performance and just be like, look at him dead in his eye and let him know, oh, this is it for you. (laughs) So dropping the idea that it's a performance and just seeing it for what it is, it's just a power dynamic shift and this is just your turn to lead. So Instead of thinking that you have to like be some top performing porn star, it's not that at all. It's just all about like, how do you feel comfortable? What pace works for you? Like in my class, I teach eight different types of strokes and each of those strokes can be used in every different position that is a woman on top position and at different speeds. So I always tell my clients like, listen, you only need to become a master of one of these eight strokes. And as long as you can master one of these, then you use that and you perfect that. And also not taking yourself so seriously. You know, sex is supposed to be a fun, connective practice between partners. And so if you do feel nervous, express that. It's okay to let your partner know when you feel nervous, because then your partner in that moment can support you and give you some encouragement. A great partner would be like, it's okay, baby, you up there, let's go. I got you. And I always say, that pleasure is a team sport and so is riding. A lot of guys, like, they'll lie down, they'll put their hands behind their head, like they're on vacation. It's like, sir, you are not on vacation, you are just <laughs> on the bottom. So I still need you to participate. So really, it just requires like a, a, a sense of confidence and being able to lead him. Um, because when you're traditionally used to being on the bottom, you know, you're used to him being dominant and taking control. And now the roles have reversed. And so And being dominant doesn't mean that you have to be like extremely aggressive with it. You know what I mean? It's just having the confidence to be able to express what you need for him to join with you to make this situation work. And so I always tell my clients, like, ask him to stroke you from the bottom. So that way, if you don't have a good rhythm yet or a good leverage, then him stroking from the bottom can help you get that. And then once you have a good groove, then he can either continue that or he can like 
let you just just ride out and he can just kind of like relax his pelvis for a moment. But I always say it's a team sport, being able to put him into different positions and encourage him to like give you some feedback. Be unafraid of that. Um, because in the, in the moment where you both want to reach climax, either simultaneously or at least in the same session, it's really important for your partner to let you know if they're feeling it or if something needs to switch up so that it can feel better. Mm. You mentioned simultaneous orgasm. So that is not a myth. That is not something that I find only in my romance novels. <laughs> Absolutely not. And that's the thing. It seems like a myth to most of us um, who have sex with men because... Our bodies, female bodies, take a little longer to warm up and to experience erection than male bodies. And so by the time we're warmed up and ready to go, it's like we're a tea kettle. You know, it takes a little time for a tea kettle to get the steam going and you hear the whistle. And then once you turn the heat off, the tea kettle stays warm for at least 20 minutes after it's been taken off of the heat. Right. Men, they get hard quick and then they can pop quick. And then it's just done. So then that leaves us just kind of hanging like, well, where's mine? So there's a disparity in how our bodies respond to pleasure um, as far as our erectile tissue is concerned. Female bodies take a good 20 to 45 minutes to become erected. And it's going to vary from body to body. Male bodies can get erected, you know, a healthy male within seconds. You know what I mean? And so it's a matter of, okay, and I always say this. Only get on top when you know you are at a six in your pleasure scale. So you can think of like your arousal scale from zero to 10. 10 being climax, zero being just at a resting state. So when you're at a six and he's at a seven, that's when you want to get on top. Because if you are trying to finish him off, if this is going to be a finishing move and you don't want to be up there forever, you don't want to get him when he's at a four. Because then you're going to have to put in some real work. You know, now if you're in for the challenge, that's great. Then a four is awesome. But I always say get him at a seven because they go from seven to 10 real quick. And if you're already at a six or a seven yourself, then when you get up there and you start doing your thing, then you both can potentially reach that orgasm together. And there's a sweet spot. And the great thing about being on top as a woman is you can maneuver yourself to hit your internal erogenous zones. So those spots that you really enjoy being stroked internally, you can stroke that for yourself the way that you want it. Because sometimes guys, you know, they'll be in a groove and then they'll move. And you're like, why are you moving? <laughs> what, what are you doing? So with you being on top, you get to control it, right? And then you can tell when he's getting close because he'll say things like, wait, 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 slow down, slow down. <laughs> or he may whimper or he may make a face like... He's just in disbelief that you are snatching his soul. You know what I mean? I remember I did a, uh, there was a write-up done on the Cowgirl workout in Cosmopolitan.com. And the writer said she used the moves that I told her in a private session. And her husband said, what is this witchcraft that you have just learned? Yes. Um, <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> I read that article in Cosmopolitan. Um, where the <laughs> woman took a one-on-one class with you. And you were uh, using a stuffed unicorn as your prop. <laughs> So I do plan on taking the class because I am very intrigued. And I'm like, should I like go out and get a stuffed wolf or something? Like, what what do I need? I don't I don't know if I need to get like a big old teddy bear to like be in the class. (laughs) No, you just need yourself 
and a yoga mat. And if we're going to do the modified, you just need a yoga ball or a fitness ball. And that's it. I use the unicorn because I don't have like a male companion to be able to bring in and use as an example. So the unicorn just serves as like a partner. But when we're actually doing the workout, because like the master class or private classes, it's like a two part thing. It's a seminar and then also a fitness training. So in the seminar, I break down the do's and don'ts. I go over what the different positions are that you can use, the eight different strokes and speeds, and then showing different ways you can configure your body and his body to make it more comfortable. And then I go into the breakdown of the actual movements that's going to help you build flexibility, stamina, and also help you to actually leverage and stroke. And so no, you don't need a wolf. You don't need a unicorn. You don't need, you don't even need a dildo. You don't need any of that. <laughs> One of the things that has struck me in reading the comments uh, from people who have participated in the cowgirl workout class is how they put the personal benefits before they talk about how it's benefited their sex life. So like somebody was like, I've canceled my gym membership because I've been losing weight. Someone else was like, I walk differently now. Like I have much more confidence in my walk. Someone else was just like, I really appreciate the community of the classes. And then she talked about how like, because she's glowing, all these men have been like on her like flies. So was that also intentional to focus on more of the personal benefits of the class, not just, oh, you're going to snatch his soul. Absolutely. Like, so the dick riding is the draw in. But the main premise for me and why I created the workout is to teach women how to heal through movement. We just aren't moving. And that's the issue. Most of us are sitting down all day doing our work. You know, I raise my hand because I'm, you know, I work behind a computer or a phone all day. You know what I mean? Even if you have a gym membership, you know, it's not like the average person is going to be hitting the gym five days a week because no one really likes to work out. It's not fun. You know, it's it doesn't feel good. And if you're if you have a trainer, you know, typically a trainer is going to be pushing you beyond where you feel comfortable. And I mean, that's their job. Um, but the way that they do it isn't always the most like encouraging or empowering. And so I wanted to create a workout where the ultimate goal was like, I'm going to improve in my sex life. But along the journey there, you're going to see so many shifts and changes in your body because the main issue that I am helping to remedy with women is a lack of confidence and disconnection with their bodies. Every single last woman that comes to me, they say the same thing. I feel disconnected. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have the confidence. And so the workout is fun. It's a combination of strength training, just using your own body weight, a combination of yoga for flexibility, and then repetitious, low-intensity movement for building stamina. And I include twerk in that. But it's mainly just these things. And then I also encourage women to trust sexy. Like, look, you're at home doing this. You don't have to put on a big t-shirt and some yoga pants. You can literally be in your bra and panties and you can do this workout. You can put on a teddy. And I lead by example. I'll dress sexy and I'll put things on um, because first it makes me feel sexy. But then also leading by example encourages them to like come out of their shell. And so I love the fact that so many women are correcting their hip issues or lower back issues or the pain in their knees has completely disappeared or like I had one client recently who was experiencing grief because she lost 
a family member. And she was away from the tribe for like a week or two, but she came back and she did one of our uh, Flexibility Friday exercises. And she said that at first she felt kind of silly when she was doing it, but then she realized how much grief was actually locked away in her body. And as she started moving through the stretches, that grief just started to release and she just started crying. And then at the end of the workout, she felt like she was grounded and she was back to herself. And so the motivation is the dick, but that is not the main focus. The focus is you. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my clients that when we go into our first um, masterclass together, the dick is what brought you here, but it's really about you. It's about you connecting yourself. And I'm just so happy to like create a space, a safe space for women to be themselves and to go at their own pace. Cause I do live workouts, but I know that I have women from all over the world who join the tribe. And so I just upload all of the replays for them to just do it whenever they want, choose whichever workouts they want and just go for it. I've also noticed that there is a wide range of ages of people who are participating in the class. Like one woman was like, I'm 50, but my man tells me I'm riding like I'm 20 again, like all this kind of yes. stuff. <laughs> so what is your age range that you've seen so far? Oh my gosh. The youngest has been like 16, not in my actual physical classes, but like who's maybe went to my YouTube channel and they have studied And then the oldest that I've ever taught personally was like 61 years old. So she was like a little older than my mom. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, oh, I got an auntie up in here. So (laughs) it's beautiful just to see just the wide range of women who want to improve. And and like the the 61-year-old, she touched me so much because I was like, look at her out here getting it at 61 still improving her sex life. Because so many women come to me and they say, oh, I think it's too late for me, you know, I'm 45, or oh, I think it's too late for me, I'm 50. And I'm like, no, ma'am, you, like, you're in your prime right now. So get that out of your head, just come work out with me. I just say, you know, it's, it doesn't matter what your age is. As long as you have the willingness to put in the work, I'm here to be a guide. So we've talked about how the workout and your teachings overall help women in particular, find pleasure. But how does this make you feel good to be able to impart this knowledge to all these different people, especially women, especially Black women? How does it make you feel? It makes me feel so good. Like, like I, I've cried a few times with my, with my tribe because last year, of course, we know 2020 was a rough year. And in 2020, I also like went through a breakup, but... I had to still tour. And then I also had to shift my tour online when the whole world shut down. And so getting up every day, like I I changed my tour from just being like a a one day thing to like, hey guys, let's work out five days a week. And so not only does it bring me joy to help other people and to see how they improve, but it's improved my life too. Getting up every day and dedicating myself to movement brings me so much joy and vitality and it gives me energy every day. And I'm actually maintaining my weight and my body goals. And my health is better because I'm actually actively doing the workout. Like I could totally just be like, oh, keep watching these replays over and over. 
But that doesn't feel authentic to me. I'm like, look, I'm going to get down here with you and do this work. And I'm going to sweat with you as well so that you see that I'm not just telling you what to do. I'm showing you what to do and I'm improving from it, too. And so it just makes me feel very affirmed in what I'm doing when something that I consider to be simple, which is movement. Um, and I say I consider because not everyone can move so easily. And so to see women go from being completely stiff and locked up to then like walking differently and like their hips are actually moving and they're like, oh my gosh, I got a booty now. I got some jiggle. I have definition (laughs) in my waist. Like it's really a dream come true because I've always wanted to be a fitness instructor or a dance instructor growing up. And so I've pretty much married both of those worlds into something very unique that is empowering women in ways that they didn't even know it was going to empower them when they first signed up for the class. One of my clients the other day said, I feel all my parts coming together. Like, this is great. And it cracked me up because I was like, I get it. Because you felt like, okay, these are my legs. My legs are here. These are my knees. My knees are trash. You know, this is my booty. My booty's not doing anything. But now it seems like All of her parts are working together for the greater good. And so I'm just like, this is why I'm here. I just want y'all to feel connected and feel what I feel in my body. It's just like free, able to do whatever it is I want to do, whether it's ride dick or, you know, do a toe touch. (laughs) (laughs) That's excellent. (laughs) Thank you so much for speaking with me today. I really appreciate this. Where can we find you online? Oh, you can find me a few different places. You can find me on my blog site. That's Glam Erotica 101.com. G-L-A-M-E-R-O-T-I-C-A 101.com. You can also find me on YouTube under the same name, Glam Erotica 101. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Glamazon Tayomi. You can also follow me on Instagram. That's at Real, R-E-A-L, Glamazon Tayomi. And also, if you want to join the Cowgirl Tribe, it's a monthly membership, $24.99 a month. You can cancel at any time. It's no harm, no foul. If you come and you're like, I like this and I want to move on to something else, completely okay. You can find that at members.thecowgirlworkout.com. Even if you just put the Cowgirl Workout in Google, two things will pop up, the Cosmo article and then our tribe. So Come join us if you want to learn how to ride and not just learn how to ride, but expand your self-awareness and deepen the connection with yourself. I'm helping you build body positivity and body mindfulness and body wisdom. So come through. I would love to have you. It's my pleasure to work out with you and to serve you. And um, if you happen to not remember any of what I just said, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you just put Tayomi inside of Google or Glamazon Tayomi inside of Google, you should be able to find me very easily. But the Cowgirl Workout definitely has some good SEO. So if you put that in, you'll find me or How to Ride, you'll find my video on YouTube. But I'm here for you and I'm looking forward to connecting with you. I love it. I'm ready to get like my waist back and to get that hip movement back. Come on, sis. Come on, what you waiting on? I used to do my thing. And then I, you know, I got too much in my head. So now I'm ready to do my thing again. So I will be enrolling soon. Trust me. Come through. <laughs> we waiting on you. Okay, we have fun. Get your water bottle. Get your sweat rag ready because you're going to be sweating bullets. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm ready.
now it's time for some indulgences. Our religious scholars out there may be familiar with what an indulgence is as a way to lessen punishments for your sins. But I prefer to look at them as what we do to enjoy ourselves without any guilt at all. What better way to reduce sin than by not giving a fuck? So for today's indulgence, I'm going to share a quick list of soothing murder mystery shows that I watch. I know it sounds weird to say that murder mysteries are soothing, but I really enjoy them. I love the puzzle of them. I love like figuring out who did it or how the detective is going to figure out who did it if the audience already knows who's done it. I love all of that. The true part in true crime really bothers me a little bit. So I can't go all the way into, you know, true crime podcasts and, you know, serial killer stuff like that. I need the fiction. I need a small little town in, I don't know, West Bubblefuck, England or Ireland, someplace like that where they're like nosy neighbors and, you know, a little quirky old lady who sees everything except for when her neighbor gets killed. <laughs> she never sees that. But that's what I need. That's what I want. OK, number one, murder, she wrote. Greatest of all time. Like, don't even say a bad word about this show to me because I will, I don't know, punch you. I don't know. It'll be bad. Murder, She Wrote is all about this former English teacher named Jessica Fletcher as played by Angela Lansbury. She is a busybody. She is always like right there when you're having this really intimate conversation with someone else. Her eyes are always bulging at you because she's absorbing everything. It's fantastic. And, you know, even though she's older and, we, you know, she's a widow, she never wants to find love again because she was so in love with her husband, which is beautiful. Jessica Fletcher drives those old men out of their minds when it comes to desire for her. I mean, they were really losing it over Jessica Fletcher. OK, I really like this show not only because it's a, you know, murder mystery show and I get to enjoy the whodunit aspect of it, but when it came out, it was really important to see older people having full, rich lives. You know, Jessica Fletcher, she's always on her bicycle riding around. She travels all over the place. She's always having some different type of adventure. And I think that's really important for all of us to see that life does not stop after 50. Murder, She Wrote is excellent. Make sure you go and look it up and find it wherever you can and watch it if you've never seen it before. The next show on my list is Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries incredible. I love it. It's a historical series. It takes place in 1920s Melbourne, Australia. It's based on a series of novels by Carrie Greenwood. Franny Fisher is this glamorous, I don't want to say older woman, but you know, she is not 25. She is probably early 40s, maybe late 30s. Again, a good example that life does not happen only for people who are in their 20s. She is very much aware of who she is. She knows what she wants. She is a sexual person. She's got this great flapper style. Another woman who is like driving everybody just out of their minds with lust and they're trying to like repress it and not fall for her. But she's fantastic. You know, it's not a small town mystery, but it still has all these different quirky characters. My favorite part, though. In Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, we have Detective Inspector Jack Robinson, who is just gaga over Franny, and he does not want to admit it. 
they clash with their investigative styles. You know, he wants her to be a respectable woman and she wants him just to give up the goods and stop being so stiff all the time. They have such incredible sparks. The tension between them is magnetic. Like every time they're on screen together, I'm just like kiss, kiss, kiss. It's perfect. I highly recommend Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. And the last show I'm going to recommend is called Death in Paradise. It is about this fictional French Caribbean island called St. Marie. There's a British detective who comes and he is he refuses to take off his suit, you know, even though it's in the Caribbean and it's hot as fuck. It's your basic fish out of water tale, right? Right now there are about nine seasons and the 10th one is either about to start or just started, but It's really good. And at this point, there have been three different detectives who have come to the show, but all of them are kind of like, oh, I'm very British. I don't know what to do with this hot, sandy environment, but I am really good at my job. And, you know, I'm going to make everyone laugh at me because I'm so British. They take me under their wing, but I'm still the one in control somehow. Maybe. It's just a weird, lovely little fish out of water thing. And I love it so much. Now, Death in Paradise is not particularly cerebral. You're not looking at Hercule Poirot here, okay? It's not even Inspector Gadget or Pink Panther. But The scenery is incredible. It is a lovely environment and it's just a nice way to kind of escape everything. And that's what I love about all three of these shows that I've talked to you about today. You can escape where you are and visit this lovely little, you know, New England town. You can go to the past and visit Melbourne, Australia. You can go visit this fictionalized Caribbean island to escape everything that you know. And yes, there's, you know, it's a little macabre, right? Because we're looking at somebody dying or, you know, we're trying to figure out why they were killed. But at the end, we always find out why. We always get the answers that we're looking for. And sometimes that's just all that you need to get through the day. You can find all of these shows on the app Just Watch, which will tell you wherever they're streaming or if you want to purchase them, you can go to Just Watch, put in any show that you're looking for and it'll tell you where to find it. This has been your indulgence. You have been absolved. This is Good For You is hosted by me, Nicole Perkins, and produced by Multitude. Our lead producer is Eric Silver. Our editor is Brandon Grugel, and our executive producers are Amanda McLaughlin and me. Our theme was created by Don Will, and our art is by Jessica E. Boyd. You can follow the show at This Is Good Pod, and you can follow me at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, whiskey with an E, woman. And a huge thank you to everyone who supports the show on Patreon. To get exclusive rewards like stickers, monthly playlists curated by me, and even custom drabbles written just for you, Join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash thisisgoodpod. This was good for me. Was it good for you?